Good afternoon and welcome to the Black Dog Sports Podcast reaction show to the series of misfortune events known as the Kansas State game. I'm going to start <laughs> this episode off like I do each and every one by getting the initial thoughts of the guys. I'm going to start off with uh, the senior member, uh, well, I think he's the senior member of the podcast for tonight, Mr. Derek Thomas. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, Bulldog fans. Uh, we're going to have a pretty good reaction show for you. I have some opinions of the game, but welcome, welcome, enjoy. Give us feedback. What do you think of the game? All right, and the next person I'm going to go to, uh, former star pickup player for the Caledonia Confederates, Mr. Jeremiah Short. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, um, just ready to kind of just dive into what, like, the fair reaction, the quarterback situation. There's so much to talk about just with this game. Of course, we're giving it to you really a live reaction as far as, like, what we're thinking, like, just in the remnants of this loss. All right, so you heard it from him. Star pickup player, Caledonia High School. All right, and now we go from a pickup player to a former Mississippi State defensive back, uh, Mr. Eugene Liger. What 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 you thought about the game? Oh man, I mean it was it was so much, uh, <laughs> so much to talk about. I mean we talk, you know, we got the defense, special teams. I think the biggest controversy is the quarterback situation. Uh, uh, I think the fans are kind of overreacting on this one, uh, simply because, you know, Stevens was hurt. Uh, what's going on with KT? So, I, I mean, obviously, obviously there's a lot to talk about. So, um, all right. So, like I say, reaction. What is our reaction now? Um, you know, I, I want to get in on this too. So, I guess I'm going to kick this thing off. Um, my reaction, first of all, I went and wasted my money because I went and made some hamburgers for the game. Uh, not just regular hamburgers. <laughs> these were certified. I took these joints and, you know, got some ground chuck. You know what I'm saying? You can't get ground beef. You got to get chuck because ground beef straight. Okay? So, you know, I put the son of a gun on my little griddle or whatever. You know, I had my – I cut up my my, my, uh, my onions and my uh, 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 pickles and stuff like that. You know, I waited till they got done, and then I put the cheese on there, you know, let it melt a little bit. You know, them son of a guns was fire. For the team to come out and betray me, not just the team, but the defense to betray me, you know, but, you know, they got it together eventually. And I don't know, people talking about Stevens or whatnot. I thought that Stevens did. Well, he was turning around, but clearly the guy was hurt. So for all the fans that's talking about he suck and we should have had KT, wait a second, it's time for my um, Ricardo Suggs impersonation. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> this, is, this is karma for the way that Joe Hohead, you know, he would have said something lame like that, for the way that Joe Hohead did KT. And that if my guy KT would have been starring, we would have won this game by at least 30 points. You know, um, but that's what happens to the white man. That's 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 something that Ricardo, that I myself, Ricardo Suggs, would have said. Okay, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you know, the white man came in and he he he, you know, after he had uh, 
Nick Bitch Gerald or whatever he called him um, come in and start, and he should have benched him last year. But then he let this outsider come in from Penn State who couldn't even win a job over Trace McSorley, and he come in and, you know, he made some decent throws, but, you know, he he's soft. He injury-prone. You know, if he would have been tougher like KT, but what you got to understand about the black man, you know, first of all, we the original <laughs> man. We the, we the Native Americans. We didn't come from Africa, okay? That's part of the history. Oh, my God. White, that's part of the uh. history that the white man <laughs> covered up. But what you got to understand is that we's bred for strength, you know, from slavery, okay? Oh, my God. They would take, they would take the biggest slaves, you know, the biggest, strongest, fastest uh, slaves, and breed them with the thickest females so that, you know, oh my God, man. like... <laughs> That's why you have people like LeBron James who do almost uh, natural things, you know. Oh my God! Okay, so that's right. the opinion of the that's the opinion of uh basically all the Black Dogs Matter group right now. But yeah, um, I think that if Thomas Stevens hadn't been hurt, we'd have probably we'd have did a lot better because they had started coming back, and when Tommy Stevens his injury kind of started to rear itself, and he started throwing them ducks. Looking like Peyton Manning in his last couple of seasons with Denver, you know, um, <laughs> it was basically over from there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce this thing over to Jeremiah right now. Uh, just watching the game as I was watching, of course, I was getting a little nervous, and I remember I was uh, chatting with one of my friends who lives in Germany. He was like, "Man, I got a bad feeling about the game." I'm like, "Yeah, I got a little bit of a bad feeling, but not like that type of bad feeling." But as I was watching the game, I was kind of like, mm, "I don't know." You know, the main thing I thought as the game started, I was like, "You know, Kansas State obviously came to play." I didn't look at it like, oh, we didn't come to play. They just came to play. They were really – I think they were attempting to get in our guys' head. Um, and as me and, me and Arthur were talking during the game, I think they were trying to mess with Colin Hill a little bit to kind of – that's why I tell you about all that stuff. He faking injuries and doing all that stuff. They probably thought he was soft. So they kind of was really just trying to rough him up a little bit to see, you know, would he crack. He didn't, in which I give him credit for. He didn't pull none of that foolishness this game. But at the same time, like, as the game kind of progressed, you know, after uh, Thomas Stevens made that throw, even though I think we still were behind, I was like, all right, we about to kind of uh, come back and go ahead and just bust this one open in the second half. And then Stevens went down after he threw that kind of, like, errant pass and threw an interception. I think Moorhead was like, hey, we need to get him up out of there. Because, like, it's cool when, you know, maybe he misses a couple throws here and there, but he started being very errant. And he was being very unsure of himself. You can tell, like, he wasn't trying to run the ball. Even it was one play where he kind of ran a QB power and he slid. And I was like, what? I've never seen that before. I mean, they call it QB power for you to run the ball, not for you to run and slide at the, at the start of the, uh, you know, the line of scrimmage. So that showed he really wasn't trying to get hit. I don't think it's because he's soft. I think he really was trying to protect that shoulder. You know, I thought they were kind of putting on most of the, the week about his injury, I thought it was just coach speak, but it does seem like his shoulder was balling. Because the ball, as the announcer said, he was missing throws that we've seen the first two games that he normally makes easily. So, you know, he did make that big time throw, but it was obvious that, you know, he was hurt. I do feel like they should have put him back in in that in those, in that, that 10 minute point in the fourth quarter. So I think at that point, Gary Schrader has took us as far as he can take us. Now, that big run he made, we jumped up and he didn't get the first down, but that kind of showed me that he got something in him. But at the same time, we lost the game. We're going to get to the fan reaction, but I don't think it's never one of us being like, oh, my God. We're, we're, we're like, oh, my God. Right. We're just – the season is over. We just lost the game. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, Eugene, well, you can go ahead and speak next. 
Yeah, yeah. If I can, if I can kind of jump in here, um, I, I, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that 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 I want to bring up is, is that I think as as a football coach and you and you're a manager of the football team, then you have to, you kind of kind of have to start thinking about the risk and reward, right? So, and I think, and so what I'm saying is that I think at some point during this game, Joe Mohead was satisfied with the fact that that he was not going to play Stevens anymore, right? If he loses this game to a non-conference team, then I think that he's okay with that being the fact that he can save Stevens for SEC play. And I just think that from a from a mm-hmm. coaching standpoint, I think you have to kind of start weighing those options because we could have played Stevens. Stevens probably would have completed some key passes for us for, to, to the point where we can win this game, but at what cost, though? Because right. – we all know Schrader is not going to take us to the promised land. No, we got Alabama, Tennessee, uh, LSU. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. So, <clears throat> I think the fans just need to need to settle down because I think you know what Joe Moorhead did in this situation was he just looked at it from a he just looked at it from a business standpoint. If we lose this game, it's a non-conference game. We just got to take one to the chin on this one, all right? And yeah. and, and I, I I think I think it was a smart move. I mean, I, I just don't think that it would, it would have been wise to put Stevens back in the game and possibly have a seizing in the injury, and then we're now we're depending on Schrader. I mean, that's if you talking about you talking about want to get fired. I guarantee you, Joe Moore would have been fired by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Gary Schrader for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, check this out. <clears throat> It would appear as though I was just looking at the scores that Georgia Tech went and lost to the Citadel. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ricardo, um, technically you already gave your thoughts, but I'm actually going to give you an opportunity to go ahead and speak again about, you know, your reaction, your initial thoughts about this game. Uh, is it, is it, do I have to be PC or can I just be myself? Uh, uh I want you to straddle the line, and I don't want you cussing every five seconds. Because if you do, I swear to God, I'll mute you. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best, man. Uh, okay. Please um, don't be sound just like AJ sounded. Oh my God, this this is tough. Um, my thoughts on the game today. I I, I felt like that Joe Joe Mo he pretty much shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like come on, man. And I, I this is what this, I, I know. The things I say makes people scratch their head to wonder if I'm a state fan or whatever. I'm a home man. It's just the fact that I'm a logical fan. There's a difference. There's a big, big, big difference. And and I feel like this right here. For for all the times that every team, every team, we get the same opportunities every other team does when it comes to fall camp or whatever, what have you. You just like some. I, I, I paid attention to some of what the guy said on the on the telecast today. Anytime you got a true freshman, mind you, Trevor Lawrence was a true freshman last year. I, it might sound like apples and oranges trying to compare Clemson to Mississippi State, but we all get the same opportunity. And I feel like you should always keep your players prepared for every situation. They, that's what they do over there, eighty some miles from uh, Starve in Tuscaloosa. That's what they do down there in Baton Rouge. It, it's all about coaching, how you coach your guys up. Like that kick return today, that shit should never happen. Like point blank period. 
I don't I don't remember the last time a, a kick return was turned back again, Mississippi State. I it happened. But that our special teams are atrocious. Anytime that it's like no effort was being put forward. I today I worked last night, but this morning I got my I got my rump up today to watch this game. So I can so I can have something to talk about why I wouldn't have to watch the replay or nothing like that on my DVR on my phone, which I got slain, you know, I'm putting that out there. Y'all try to if y'all ain't got your cable services. But it 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 we we basically went out there and embarrassed ourselves on national TV day on on a major network, and it's like I've heard I heard a couple of people say a few times that they look pretty much unprepared. It looked like not engaged in the game, and it's like I seen what the, you guys were talking about against the in, in the Louisiana Lafayette game. It's like these guys were just jogging around the the punter like he wasn't even. Like he basically just pushed him out the way, and like the dude when he threw his hand in there, he knew that guy that ran that ball back. And the last touchdown that they had when they threw it to the tight end, like did, did somebody know what are y'all you know conversating and uh, talking to each other back on defense? Like what are we doing out here? It's like you, I know kids that play pee wee ball that's doing better than that. Like they at least talk to each other. Like hey, go switch down there. They see the safety drop. Go somebody. Catch that that tight end over there, and it was just it, it, it was a piss poor effort today. I get it. Everybody want to make these bullcrap excuses about these eleven o'clock games, man. But come on, like I've seen it was people, other people. There's a lot of other things that started off at eleven o'clock today, and they came out and busted bust goals today. What's our excuse? Are we gonna keep blaming on the quote unquote trash receivers? We can't. Sooner or later, we're gonna have we're gonna get we're gonna ain't gonna have no fingers to point. <laughs> and, and, I agree with it's that. Almost getting sickening, man. Like it, it gets to the point where I'm tired of that. I'm tired of, this. and and that's where like if it found out like I was being angry or belligerent in in this group chase, I wasn't. It's just the fact that I'm sick and tired of all our fans. I was I've been voicing this for the past couple of years. I'm sick. Of everybody want to point fingers at this and that. It it, it, it starts at the head. It starts with coach. You got to get these dudes prepared, man. Y'all been knowing for the past what. Couple my couple months that you were playing Kansas State at eleven, you knew that you went up there and spanked their ass last year in Manhattan. That they were gonna come back looking for revenge, and I did see a couple plays today where them guys were playing dirty, man. They were going after. Oh yeah, for sure. They ain't going after Thomas too. I seen that shit, and I was like, bro, y'all not gonna call it? Like, come on. But at the end of the day, you have to go out there and play who's in front of you, and that defense, like me. Jeremiah, we could have put Arthur on that line and he could have stopped them boys better than this. I don't know about that. It's going to be fun to throw no shade in that, man, but we could have done a better effort than this. And we we owe the guy. It's like, come on, man. It's like, it's a lot of talent on that defensive line. We got a lot of former four or five star recruits on that line, man. So what we going, what, what we doing today, guys? Like, I want to hear from everybody on no this, which I've seen in the group chase, like which I gonna which it, sooner, like I said a while ago, we're gonna sooner or later we're gonna get we gonna have we gonna have enough fingers to keep point blame. Derek, you ain't got a chance to speak yet. So you know what you thinking about this whole situation that we had going on there with K State. Well, here's 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 my opinion on this. This game was lost in the trenches. Um Kansas State's strength was their offensive line. Five seniors and I send you tight end against our inexperienced defensive line, which I have to say start to play better in the second half. And then their defensive line, which only has one really like a standout player being Reggie Walker, uh, 
They were penetrating our offensive line in the first half. Yes, uh, we eventually found some open holes to run the ball through. But, I mean, at that point, Kansas State was just trying to keep us from scoring. I mean, when we had the lead, you know, um, give up that kick return. And I, I hate to pick, pick, pick on this one. I'm a 34. Tims, get him off for the kickoff team. He's not going to catch anyone. Get him off. Put people out there that can that can at least athletic enough to run down the field and make a tackle. You know, and that's not just I'm just picking on Tim. The whole kickoff team on that kickoff was nowhere to be found. I mean, on the other side of the field, he just had open field. Like, like they just say, oh, we're just going to lay down and let them just run it back. And then, you know, with that touchdown to the tight end, oh, my God, it was like play action fake, and our defense just ate it up. And I feel like we had a chance to win this ball game, and we let it slip away. Kansas State was giving us the game. They fumbled penalties, which allowed us to stay in the game. They were giving us the game, and we we gave it back to them. <laughs> Man, Facebook is going crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, yeah, they I, want more head fired. <laughs> they want, yeah, they want to fire. Uh, the effort, man, the, the effort was was subpar today. And I think and I think we talked about that. I don't, I don't even know if it's my turn to speak. Uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> not really. All right, let, let not me really. But let, I'm gonna let, let you. I'm gonna let you go, go through ahead the chain. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No. So what yeah, we supposed to be talking about right now is. Um, the defense slash the special teams, which I know that everybody is pretty opinionated on. Um, like I think that um, Derek was saying that the defense had kind of settled down. And I think that the defense, if you take out the um, special, you take out the special teams play, then I think that they did okay. Uh, but the special teams, I don't know what that was. I think I wasn't even watching when it happened. But it looked it terrible on the replays. So I'm gonna start off with um, I'm gonna start off with Derek this time and kind of like you know what you was thinking about the defensive slash special teams performance. Well, first and foremost, I'm getting rid of the score app because we had just scored, and and as far as I could see, we were on a commercial break. Then I get an alert, kickoff return for a touchdown. I'm like, what? I'm getting rid of that app because it just deflated me. Like, how <laughs> did we let them return a kickoff when we just got the momentum back? Now, I, I like how the defense settled down in the second half. But, you know, we we bit on the play-action fake, and that was the game. That just happened to be the game-winning touchdown play. That tight end hurt us all game. And um, the running back, they, they did a run, running, back, running back committee. And then that tight end, he had that long play along the sideline. And then, of course, the winning touchdown play when he just left us in his wake. Two Bulldogs unable to stay with him. And that was the difference in the game that we gave him a 31-24 victory. Right. So, um, <clears throat> Eugene, what did you think about – and I know you played defense for State, so I'm looking for some some of that expert analysis – on exactly what the defense slash the special teams did wrong, I think it was a lack of effort. I mean, I think uh, I think I think what happens 
especially from a defense standpoint, is that you get comfortable, and then and you get comfortable to the point to where you're just going to assume that your teammate is going to make the play. And I think that the defense still have not, still has not really kind of uh, let it sink in that the t- uh, that that the, the the superstar defensive line and, and, and that we had last year is gone. All right, because last year it, it was it was two three people making plays. All right, uh, now I mean, it has to be a, it has to be a collective effort. And I just think the D line, if you if you watch if you just watch the game, the D line come off the ball and they, and they just stand there. All right. Uh, even on some of the blitzes, they, they, they don't, they don't really hustle on, you know, when, when, when they're blitzing the quarterback. I, you know, I said this the first game. If the defense is going to continue to play half ass, it's going to be a long season. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that the defense has not gotten, got into their head yet that, that, that they're going to have to be the ones making plays and stop depending on the next man to make the play for them. Um, yeah. <laughs> just lack of effort, bro. Special teams, I do think that. <laughs> If if you if you're familiar with special teams, a lot of times the way that the way uh, the ball carrier caught the ball, and then he was trying to decide if he was going to run it back or not. I think he caught I think he caught the kickoff team off guard because the kickoff team just assumed that he was going to take the knee. When he started running, at that point it's kind of hard to kind of gather yourself, and he just ran clear past a lot of our players. I mean, you know, and you, and you watching and you watching the game, he just ran by people. Right, and a lot of those people, by the time they, they even realized he was running, you know, it, it was too late, and, and he was untouched. So, once again, this goes back to effort. So, I think if Moorhead's going to do anything, man, he's got to get those, get these guys in the locker room, and make them understand that this is their team, this is their moment, and they have to make this moment count. And they can't depend on the next man to make the plays for them. Everybody collectively has to make a play. And if they can't do that, man, it's going to be a long season. Um, this is not the defense I'm accustomed that I'm accustomed to seeing. I'm pretty sure this is not the defense that any of us are accustomed to seeing because it's not it's not game tackling anymore. It's not it's just different. It's just it's like we're watching a D two school to be honest, honest with you on the, on the, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, it's it's sad. I mean, I, I just I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't the SEC school, man. We, we, defensively, we're not ready. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, it's interesting that you said that it's interesting that you said that uh, you're pretty sure that we aren't accustomed to seeing that either. And I just want to clarify for anybody that's listening that me and Jeremiah went to Mississippi State during the Croom era. So unfortunately, oh, wow. This this actually (laughs) is what we're accustomed to seeing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll never forget uh, that was a. There was a game where Cadillac, um, Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown. Cadillac Williams. Yeah, they Auburn. ran for Auburn. They ran for 300 yards against Mississippi State. And I remember it was so hot out there that day that my pants, I had on blue jeans. My jeans was like sticking to my leg. I'd never seen anything like it. Or that time that I think that uh, Alabama scored on the first play from scrimmage. And it was like a... What you call it? It was a screen pass. I had never seen anything like it. So we just being joined by uh, Mr. Gabriel Ware. So Gabe, go ahead and give us your thoughts on the game. We were crap. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what y'all have discussed thus far, but uh, we were crap. Defense, OMG. Even the defensive back let me down today. I'm, I'm like, what? 
How are they just not showing up for the game? Offense, we bragged on the receiver, said there might be hope, and they dropping wide open first down. I don't know. I, I, I honestly think this team is being undercoached. I just cannot get past the fact that we're not playing up to where I think we need to be. That's just my own personal opinion. I think that we're being undercoached. That's my own personal opinion. Like I said, I don't know what y'all have been discussing thus far. I'm just getting to where I can tune in, but uh, we got to do better. We got to do better. We cannot give up that many points and lose to Kansas State. That's just not going to cut it. And actually now we're on to talking about the defense slash the special teams. So since we already got you talking about your initial thoughts, what did you think about the defense and the special teams specifically? You said a defense and special teams? Defense and special teams. Uh, defense and special teams. I know we had a muff punt. That almost was another turnover. What else? Something else happened in that first half. I can't recall right now on special teams. Um, can't really recall. But I thought I thought we looked bad in all phases. I, honestly, in the first half, I was like, you know, if we keep running the football, we'll be okay. We'll, we'll eventually just wear these guys down and run away from them. But we couldn't stop them on defense, so that negated that whole thing. But special teams, you know, Defense and special teams, we just didn't look good. I, 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 I can't think of some, a couple of specific things, but I, it's, it's coming at a loss right now. But what, what, what have y'all been saying? I, I'll, I'll let y'all continue to go on a little bit. Just kind of in the middle of it. So um, I think that I'm going to go to Ricardo Suggs next and – see what our resident angry guy thinks about the defense slash special teams. As long as he remembers to keep it um semi-brief. I understand why when I get in here, I get the I get every, all of my conversations stopped but I, I feel like we were we were charged. Like whatever's under charge, we were worse than that. I just want effort. That's it. Special team who just throw the whole special team away. Like what? What more than needs to be said? Like if it wasn't for that touchdown pass and that run back kick on on, put, on special team that punt, they would have won the game. But at the same time, the best team won today. Point blank period. You can't keep making excuses. They they made more plays than the state did. So I just feel like they were trash on both uh, in both aspects. All right. So, um, huh, that was actually somewhat brief. I'm shocked. Uh, Mr. Jeremiah Short, what were you thinking about the defense slash the special teams on the day? Um, I guess there were a lot of things we discussed before uh, the show, but just looking at the defense, there's just a lot of things I think going on and a lot of things people aren't considering. Yes, I do think, in a sense, the deep line is incredibly inexperienced. I think it's affecting the whole defense. But it's a, I think it's a confluence of things. And I hate to use an extremely big word. But you look at, one, we did lose our D-line coach. I think everybody forgets that as well. Of course, we lost Jeffrey Simmons. We lost Monte Sweat. We lost Jonathan Abram. All our playmakers on the defensive side of the football. Um, but also, you lose a Jerry Green. You lose a Mark McLaurin. You lose a Braxton Horyette. You lose leaders. Those are guys that hold a standard like, you know, we're not going to have this type of effort. We're not. And they're the guys, too. Who put other guys in position 
Like sometimes, and I'm sure Eugene probably can tell you, it's not about like sometimes people pay attention to guys' star ratings or who's the playmaker on the team. But Jonathan Abram, yeah, he was flying around making all the plays. But I can guarantee you Martin Lauren was the one out there making sure guys were in the right position. If you got a young freshman, which we play a lot this year, a lot of younger guys who haven't played yet, he would be the one telling guys, like, hey, you out of position. This is the coverage we're in. He would make sure to communicate out there on the field. Guys like that, maybe they weren't making all the plays, but they were the guys putting guys in position. So our defense messing up this game, the touchdowns that we had, of course, was the special teams um, blunder. And But Eugene kind of laid out why that probably happened. But that the defensive touchdown, when we gave up on defense, that was a blown coverage. That had nothing to do with a Billy. That was just somebody not knowing what they're supposed to do. That speaks to inexperience, which we have a lot of on the defense. So a lot of things are just blown calls, and the rest of it is probably just guys waiting around for somebody else to make a play. But it also speaks to the suspensions, not having a Marcus Murphy back there at safety, a guy who can cover, a nickel guy who can play star, free safety. Um, he was kind of a bit player last year, but he was expected to take on a larger role, but he's suspended right now. Then you have a Willie Gay who's a playmaker. A guy uh, – I mean, I feel like Errol Thompson and Leo Lewis are playing well this season, but a guy like a Willie Gay is a playmaker. That's another pass rusher you got in there. Right now, the only guy we got that can rush the passer really is Brian Cole. He's our star safety. So it's kind of like a lot of things going on. And I think all of it isn't just that Moorhead is not – is coaching poorly. We might just not got the players and the experience. A lack of experience and the lack of the players to make those plays because some of those guys were expected to be those guys, and they're not there. So I think it's not making excuses, but I think we have to take that into consideration. My thing, if we can find a way to be 6-2 and two, going into that home stretch, or I think those guys will be back for those SEC games. Here's the thing. We get past Kentucky, and that little three-game stretch where we play LSU, Auburn, and I forgot the other team, Texas A&M, we're probably going to have Willie Gay. We're going to have Marcus Murphy. We're going to have Lee Archer. We're going to have those guys. So, And then we'll have them for Alabama probably. So we will have those guys for those key games. So if we can find a way to beat Kentucky – we might have our whole team back when it comes to uh, when we get to playing those teams. So defense, special teams, the effort was lackluster, no doubt. But I think like if we could just hold serve through next week, get Thomas Stevens healthy, I think we might be all right. Oh, um, I think that the only person who hadn't had a chance to speak yet is um. Well, actually, Derek, didn't I let you start off this topic? In my opinion, you gave it already, or you ready? I gave it. Oh, okay. So I think everybody spoke already. So I guess that means that we get to move on to our next topic, which is what the, and I hate to borrow this from Ole Miss, but they in a firefight with uh, Southeast Louisiana right now. So what else? Uh, what the hottie toddy gosh almighty is going on with KT? Because right now I'm like, okay, well, the team is out here playing like garbage. Uh, obviously... Schrader ain't the move, and he can't get it done in this particular game. And we got this perfectly good guy who was, you know, in a QB battle who's sitting on the sideline wearing a hat. And so I'm like, you know, why are you even here? You know, I'm feeling almost like maybe we should fire Joe Moorhead. And, you know, maybe in 2020, if Donald Trump loses the election, we can get him to be the head coach so that he can make state great again. The thing is, when KT... Decided to go to the transfer portal. You know, it was late. Not really, not not anywhere for him to go. And it was said that, you know, Joe Moorhead would do what was best for Mr. State first, what was best for KT second. And really, we don't we never got any details after that. 
Like, what is best for Mississippi State? What is best for KT? You know, the, what's best for Mississippi State is you put players on the field that can execute and that can lead the team to victory. Now, don't get me wrong. Gary Schrader did his best, but it was obvious that Kansas State uh, was not going to respect him as a quarterback. Now, don't get, I know KT is a running quarterback more so than a throwing quarterback, but if you to put him in the game, they were not prepared to face KT because KT can throw it, just not at a completion percentage, not that well. So he also gives you a more of a threat in the run game because he'll take off in a minute. You know, um, I would like to know exactly what is going on with the KT situation. Uh, I wonder if one of the uh, media individuals who have access to Coach Moorhead will inquire because if Stevens is indeed injured uh, and Gary Schrader, all while, all while he is talented, is not really ready to face SEC competition, what is you, what are we going to do with KT? I mean, are we just going to let him sit there? Is he going to redshirt? Uh, do you want to use him as a secret weapon, like to, to, to destroy the Death Star or something? I mean, <laughs> fans want to know because at one point, if Thomas Stevens didn't come to Mississippi State, KT would be our starting quarterback. Well, that's what we think he would be. But now he's just relegated to a cheerleader. And we were struggling. We were struggling. Stevens injured. Schrader uh, ineffective in the passing game. We're trying to come back and win a game and stay undefeated. Now, I do agree with, with what um, Eugene said. Stevens wasn't coming back because you want to have Stevens he- uh, healthy for your SEC slate. So now Schrader has not played in two games. If he plays in, what, three more games, his red shirt is gone. You know, um, we also need to be asking, what the hell is going on with Jalen Maiden? Is he really suspended? Is he available? We can't just go through the season with two quarterbacks. Yeah, we got Logan Burnett, but he's a walk-on. You know, we can't count on him to throw passes to lead us to victory. You know, I mean, he just decided to just get his Willie Beeman on and do so if the opportunity presented itself. So I want to know what's going on with KT. I'm pretty sure everybody wants to know what's going on with KT. Is he injured? You know, is is there some type of agreement where you let it, where where they have that he's not going to play at all? He's just going to graduate and then depart. Because right now, I feel like if if Gary Strader burns his red shirt. Man, Joe Moorhead just gonna go ahead and roll with Schrader to start quarterback next year. Okay. Um yeah, um <clears throat> if I can just jump in for a second, I just wanted to say that the reason why I think that uh KT didn't play is he probably just told him that he wasn't going in, in the game. Um after he had to sit behind Nick Bisgerald for the whole year last year. Um you know I can't blame him personally. I am Ricardo. But yeah, uh so I, I don't find it to be amusing at all. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Ricardo, so what you think about the whole KT situation? Why why we hadn't seen him? I, I really think there's more to the story than what's being put out. I actually think that man maybe really hurt. I, I don't think it's nothing that had to do with suspensions with him. Uh them holding him out the first four games so he can transfer because really there's nowhere for him to go. I'm I'm hearing rumblings that he he's he's really hurt. Like 
might not be able to play to a couple games in within the season. Like, um, I think he has like a nagging injury from what I'm here. I got to get more input and more uh, more info on this, but like I, I so from what I'm being told, like by two people, what I got to confirm is that I, I really think it's, it's more hurt than anything than a disconnect with the coach. But then, like I spoke earlier, and this is when you coming from me being angry and then I really feel like this is all calm because what you should have done is went with the horses that you that's in your state. I get that. Fred, do you uh, realize that? Uh, that he, uh, never mind. I'm going to stop. Sorry. I mean, I wrote you. No, no, go ahead. Um, it, it's just the fact no, that... I, what I said is you realize that what AJ said when he started off the podcast joking, but okay. He going. Man, I, I ain't nobody playing with that guy today, man. He... He always with the shenanigans, man. But uh, <laughs> I think he went. Uh, you know, I get it that Stevens knew the offense at Penn State and all that. But I feel like now he's hurt, and we all knew this that they were saying this before the season started. That Stevens really couldn't be reliable because he's not durable. So you chose him, but based off because he knows the offense, quote unquote, from Penn State when you should have rolled with the horses you got in your state. Now. KT went and left prematurely. He he ejaculated prematurely, left the campus, came back. You talked him into coming back. Now you still won't play him because, for one, for what we say, like I said, he ended up getting hurt during camp, which, uh, from what this person is saying, is that pretty much he had the job won, but he got hurt. I don't know how true that is. I'm just going by what I was told. And my Jeremiah voice, what's your source? <laughs> right. Uh, I, was like, yeah, I, was I was thinking it. No, it, it's just from from one that's kind of close to someone that's close to the team. I don't want to disclose the name, but I know they don't want me to put them out there like that. And but if that once I talk to them today and they they cool with it and they okay it, I don't mind saying. You know, I just like I told y'all when I was working at the store out here that Zeke going to he was coming into camp. But he I didn't come in until a couple of days later. But still, he ended up signing. I told y'all, like, he'll, he'll be back. I said, he'll be back in Dallas next week, okay. in, a, in a week or so. And I said, he's going to get signed. He's he not sitting out to see. And look so your up. source, oh, come on, Chase and Virgil. So your source basically said KT won the starting job over Stevens? Is that is he that what you're saying? It, but, he, but, but he's hurt. He got hurt. He, ended up, got he hurt. had the job won. He just got hurt. He's hurt, man. And I, I, my mom, this person that told me that I, ain't, I think they rather lie for me than lie to me. So, so my question is then, and I know it's not my turn to speak. Is if that's true, and and when KT, I don't know when he supposedly will be healthy enough to play. Like if it's an injury that's that bad, then they feel like they can't put him in the game. What happens when he is healthy? That's the real question right now, then. So believe, we obviously see that Thomas Steven obviously has some injury issues. He's a little injury prone. I think that's fair to say, based off his history. Maybe he didn't play a lot at Penn State, but he does have a history of getting hurt a little bit. So it shows that he has a history of being injured. Now, obviously, Moorhead asked him KT to come back to the team for a reason. So at what point is KT ready to go back in? And once he is truly healthy, what happens at the quarterback position? That, that, that's the real question right now. Is KT going to get redshirted? And I guess that's what I would say. Um, I guess technically I'm speaking now, but it is. I feel like we need some clarity on what's going on with KT. I know coaches love to hold their cars close to their vest and not tell us what's going on, but I think it's fair for the fans and even the media person to put 
pressure on Moorhead to tell us, like, what is going on? Are you going to redshirt him? Is he going to be playing this season? We need to know. Like, I, I think it's fair considering how t- tense that quarterback situation was that people know what is going on. Is he going to play? Because what we saw from Gary Schrader today, I saw some good things that I like. I was like, okay, he has a future. He's a guy like I, I want to see what he's going to be in the future. But obviously, throwing-wise, he needs a lot of work. He probably needs to redshirt. He might not be ready next season to throw the football. Like, just from what I see, I think he's at least two years away. So, we need to see what we got in KT. Is KT our guy? I mean, Maiden, he's probably one of the guys suspended. So, I don't, we can't really even speak to him right now. Uh, speak to what's going on with him. But, like, KT, we need to know because we may need him for SEC season. So, is he going to be available? And is he going to be the next guy coming in? Because Gary Schrader is not going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me I, I, I got things I need to say right now. I first of all, and I can't, I can't accurately say it all without using a few uh, expletives, but I'm going to try my damn. I don't like anything that's going on right now, and I'm going to tell you why. Remember when we recorded that episode a couple of weeks ago, and I said, if KT leaves, his strategy is bad. Stay your butt here. Stay on the team. You can play your four games and still red shirt. Or you can just where, – where are you going? Leaving two weeks before the season starts. Where are you going? That's bad strategy right there. Now, here we go with Mr. Stevens, who somehow set the bench for five years at Penn State. Two years, <laughs> two games into the season, this guy hurt. What, is, what can he do for us now? If KG had stayed – he would probably be starting right now, and all would be as as well as we could expect it to be. But instead, now we have no Stevens and no KT. Because whatever he's doing over there with that little yellow hat on his head, we don't even know. But what I do know <laughs> is he's not playing. So now we got neither one of them. I mean, that's ridiculous. I feel like Moorhead should have went to this man and said, listen, I know Stevens is starting, but we need you. We need you to stay. We need you to stay. And and it, if who knows how bad Steven's shoulder is or whatever his upper body, quote-unquote, injury is. But I know he looked terrible today, and he couldn't pass because of whatever is going on with it. So right now... Right now, we just we just in a, in a, in the crapper with this whole quarterback situation. Schrader didn't look bad. To be a true freshman, he didn't look bad, but we all know he's not ready to be the man right now. So now we might look at him burning his red shirt. No KT and no Steve. I, I feel like we're a little bit, we're a program that has no direction right now. I honestly do, man. It, it's just, it's not making sense. It's not making sense. So I think that the only person who hadn't got to express anything is uh, Mr. Eugene. So Eugene, kind of take us through um, <clears throat> what you think is going on with the KT situation. Actually, man, to be honest with you, I don't even know why, why, why we're even discussing a quarterback situation to begin with, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, because, one, if, if, we, if we look at – I mean, you know, some people say that, you know, Stevens, he, 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 he rolled the bench in four years. I mean, but he rolled a bench behind All American, right? That happens to a lot of players. He comes over here, he wins the job. The first two games, although it was subpar competition, but wasn't nobody complaining the first two games, 
Right. Uh, what I saw on Facebook is we finally we finally found a quarterback. We got a quarterback. We got a quarterback. And now we're comparing an injured quarterback to a healthy KT until we just realize that possibly KT is injured. So now we're saying, all right, so when KT gets healthy, what then? I'm going to tell you what then. Steven's still going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. I don't, I don't think that's a quarterback situation. But right now we're dealing with injuries early in the season, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to get through. I think that's just, I think that's just the reality of it. Uh, and I, honestly, I think people just kind of get over this fact of, you know, KT did this, and if we would have, if KT would have started, we would have won, and this is that. I don't, I, I don't believe that. I mean, I know what I saw last year with KT. I'm not discrediting KT, and trust me, I want KT to be the man. But KT got to want to be the man. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, I, I just think that people are blowing this thing out of proportion. I think Stevens is a good quarterback, but. No quarterback can, can can do his job well if he's injured. I think first and foremost, fans got to get that in their head because those boys are not supermen out there. Uh, secondly, we can't we can't say that because a man rolled the bench for four years, he don't deserve to be the starter at a new school. That's I know a bunch of players that did that. <laughs> so people about uh, Kurt Warner, he broke the bench at what was it Northern Iowa? So yeah, and then he became a a fucking legend. You know what I'm saying? So I think a, a lot of times, man, you have to, you have, we have to understand that, you know, it's, it's it, you know, sometimes, man, we're blessed in, in different places. You know, it's the same thing in real life, man. God, you know, we, uh, God puts us in, puts us in blessed places. And if, if this was, if this is the place for Stevens to be, if this is the place for him, for him to prosper and grow and go pro or whatever it is, and that's, that's just what it is. KT, man, had plenty of chances to, to be the to be the man, he had he had a chance last year when when Fitzgerald was just just playing terrible. Uh, he, he had that opportunity, and 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 and, and he, he had he had it again this year. And you know, and, and I'll say this again from my sources: KT does not practice well. That's just that's and that's just the biggest thing with the KT. And me and Derek was having this conversation earlier. I was saying, you know, we can he can probably get away with that now in college. And because KT just may be a game, a game player, you know, you have players like that. They don't want to do nothing to practice, but you get them in the ball game and they ball. You can't do that in the NFL though. <laughs> so, uh, see, I, I think a lot of us are really overreacting to this. Uh, when KT gets healthy, if Stevens is healthy at the same time, and KT gonna still be still, he, he's not gonna play. Uh, and I do think that Stevens is 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 is, is it's going to do a great job for as a quarterback, but he can't do it while he's injured. So really the true problem is what the hell are we going to do with the defense? <laughs> I think that's – and also, uh, yeah, I think that's it. What are we going to do with the defense? I think that's the biggest question. I think everything else is irrelevant. That's just my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, Eugene, while I still got you here, just to be on the safe side, um, are you – did your source – Tell you that KT had basically wrapped up the starting job and he got hurt. <laughs> he def- definitely did not tell me that. <laughs> no. Oh wow. That's not. That's not. That's not what was told to me. Oh well, hey, you know, this- I just wanted to make sure we was on the same page. If, if I if I got to make if I if I if I can make one last point. Okay. If the play, if the players 
select captains? Because that's who selected captains, the players, right? If the players select the captains and if the players selected Stevens to be captain, that's a reason for that. Because I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you one thing, one, one thing in the locker room that you're going to hear truth from, and that's going to be from players. The players going to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? The coaches are lie. The administration are lie. Teachers are lie. But when it comes to the football team, the players are going to tell you the truth. And if the players have selected Stevens to be the captain, it's, 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 it's for a reason. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, it's kind of like some years, some years ago. Uh, kind of speaking to what Eugene was saying, I remember Chris Ruff was a senior, and you know he had a couple really good seasons as a quarterback. You know, beating Ole Miss, and he never was selected as captain. So, it's, you know, just saying. Kind of one of those things. Okay, yeah. So, um, the next thing that we go talk about is the. The fan reaction, okay? So, in my head, I'm thinking, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how tired or how much in agreement are we with the fan reaction so far? I'm going to go ahead and say that my annoyance with the fans right now is a solid, it's probably well beyond 11. Like, you know, I'm the person who started the Black Dogs Matter group. And I'd be looking at it like, like I wish I could take it out back and shoot it sometimes because of the stuff that I see people say. Like, you have the totally not racial um, <clears throat> opinion that Tommy Stevens shouldn't be starting, which isn't racial at all. I just wanted to put that out there, okay? Um, sarcastically, but I'm putting it out there. Um, and then you have the people who... Even last week when Tommy Stevens was balling out, then when he got hurt, the first thing that they said was that, oh, well, you know, he's made out of glass, blah, 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 blah. Personally, I feel as though that um, it seems like there's a lot of fans out there who their dislike of Tommy Stevens is so deep that they would be willing to see Mississippi State lose, even if it meant seeing Tommy Stevens do bad because they just riding with KT that much. But my thing is this is that no one person is above Bulldog Nation. You know, that's me. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start off with uh, Derek on this particular topic of, you know, fan annoyance. Well, one one thing I'm annoyed with right now is the calls to fire Joe Moorhead. And while, while I understand their frustration – it's still year two for him. Um, I do think he's a good head coach. Um, but the football football is a game of execution. If you have an opponent lined up in front of you that's trying to stop you, uh, that's trying to keep you from doing what you want to do. And you have to learn. You do have to make adjustments. And I, and I am kind of critical of Coach Moorhead on, on some of the adjustments that I feel he could make. But I'm just sitting from my couch watching. So that's just me. When it comes to the situation with the quarterback, uh, and this goes for fans of all races, whichever quarterback leads us to victory is the quarterback we need to be riding with. Because at any moment, we have to be able to be ready to go with the next man up mentality, whether it's a white quarterback, whether it's a black quarterback. We don't have a Latino quarterback, but it should not matter what race the quarterback is. All that matters is the quarterback that's out there 
at that given point in time is that he is successful for Mississippi State. And that is all I care about. Now, I would have liked to have seen KT get a chance to improve over time. He didn't get it. Joe, uh, Joe Moorhead picked uh, Tommy Stevens. That's who I'm wanting to succeed. I would never, ever, 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 ever want a player for Mississippi State to play badly for a player that I like more to play. Because if I'm wishing ill will on the players that the coaches feel like should be out there, then I'm less than a fan, in my opinion. So, fans, you need to think about what you're doing when you're criticizing these young men. Because these are college students still. They're still college students. And, and they're, at, they, they're at Mississippi State to get an education and to play football. Yes, um, as fans, we can criticize. But we don't need to be spewing vitriol like we've been seeing. It goes for everybody. White fans, black fans, purple fans, blue fans, green fans, rainbow fans. It don't matter. Whatever fan you are, stop the madness. I just wanted, before I move on to the next person, I just wanted to clarify something that uh, Derek said when he said about Tommy Stevens winning the job and that uh, Coach Moorhead, you know, chose him as a starter. I wanted to clarify that in all actuality, KT had won the job and got hurt. And that's the only reason why Tommy Stevens started in the first place. So, you know, I just wanted to clarify that. What's your source on that? that? Uh, Some random person who told Ricardo. Okay, so, um, Gabriel, uh, same question for you. Where where are you at, you know, in lockstep or in disagreement with the fan base right now? You mean in terms of of Moorhead? In terms of Moorhead, in terms of Tommy Stevens, in terms of everything. Well, one thing I don't do is 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 listen to a whole bunch of fans. Fans are all over the map. Some of them know what they're talking about. Some of them know no jack. So I try to pay attention to what's going on with the team, what I know about football, and and, and you know things like that. I don't. I'm not calling for Joe Moorhead to be fired or any such nonsense like that yet. But um, I, I have, and I haven't really read a whole lot of, about what people had to say today. I don't get too deep into the message boards and all that kind of stuff. I understand that we've been good for what eight, nine, almost ten years now. So people do have higher expectations. I'm one of them. My thing is that now I'm I'm not trying to go backwards. I, you know, I know Mullen took us places we've never been before, and now we don't have Mullen. But there are other coaches out there. I, I feel like as a program, we should still be performing on that level, put it that way. We should still be able to get the right talent, enough talent, good depth. We should still be able to win eight, nine games a season. Um, I'm not screaming the house is on fire right now. I'm not uh, – Screaming, all is lost. Abandon your wife. Abandon your children. None of that. So, but I don't get too. I don't get. I just don't get too deep into what all the fans say. I, I just don't. I just don't. I do know. I do know that as a team, you need quality depth. And and I, I hate to keep harping on this quarterback situation, but one is not enough. One is never enough. So, you know, when you're arguing over that one who was going to start or not start, you always need more than one anyway. 
Um, but but honestly, I haven't read a whole lot about what the fans are talking about. But I'm not calling for it. If, if they screaming the house is on fire, the house is on fire. That's some nonsense. So that's all I got to say about that part. Let's see, Eugene, what you kind of thinking about the, the fan reaction right now, especially as a former player? That's, you know, of course, that's why we bring you on, because we, we need that former player perspective. I think, I think right now, man, the fans really, really need to calm down and relax. Joe Moore does not deserve to get fired at this point. It's the third game of the season. All right. So, and we also got to think about the fact that the adversity that, that not just Joe Moorhead, but the coaching staff was facing with the injured Stevens. And now we just found out possibly an injured KT. Uh, he knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was going to go into the game with eventually at some point having to play Schrader. And you can tell by, you can tell by, the, you know, the, the play calling change, right? It was more crossing routes and, and, and short dump passes, and, and it turned into a whole fish drill type offense, right? <laughs> wow. So uh, everything just changed. So so you can tell that they did scheme for this. And the fortunate part is that when you have two injured quarterbacks, you can't give up 31 points. You know what I'm saying? Because if who's going to win this game, it's going to be an ugly win. All right, because it, it wasn't going to be a pretty win like the first like the first two games. Due to the circumstances that we were facing, I think the fa- the fans really just need to calm down. Let's figure out what's going on, with Stevens. Pray to God that he can get better soon. Who who played next? Kentucky. Okay, uh, they not no slouch either. So Kentucky. So uh, let's just pray that Stevens Stevens gets better pretty soon, and uh, we just move forward, man. Um, it, w- you know, were there some things that that, uh, that the coaching staff could have changed during the course of the game? Absolutely. Uh, but that's, that's that's every coaching staff. I'm just I'm just an optimistic person, and I, I'm just looking at it from the fact that the fans need to calm down. Joe Moore here does not get, does not deserve to get fired at this point. I think you know he, he game planned the best he could with what he had. Uh, I mean, he's down to the third string quarterback. <laughs> uh, so that means everybody's got to make plays. Receivers got it. They can't drop the wide open passes, especially for first down that, that, that we do need. Uh, defense got to play better. Special teams got to play better. I mean, there's a lot of dynamics in the game that has to be, you know, that we can point fingers at. But all in all, I just think that, you know, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, man. It's football. The emotional game is emotional sport. And this is one of those things. We need to get, put this one behind us, move forward, and just pray to God people get better pretty soon. Uh, that's, that's my take on it. Who, who hadn't got a chance to speak about the fans yet? Jeremiah hadn't got a chance to speak about the fans. What you got for us? I think for one, um, I agree with Eugene. Um, that's how you posted earlier on Facebook. I think the fans definitely got to calm down. Uh, I think it, it's the same like with our fans. I don't understand last season. I think we were a team that had the potential to be a 10, 11, 12 win type of team. But like this season, losing all that talent on the decent side of football and being so improving, from a realistic standpoint, like I felt like we had the potential maybe to win, still do maybe to win ten type of ten games just with what we have at the quarterback position for the first time really in a couple of years. But that just lost. This isn't something to overreact to. It's one thing if I watched the game, I felt like our team just screwed the pooch or if, now the defense didn't necessarily play well, but a lot of it we saw a lot of mental lapses and things like that. So it wasn't there was some effort issues there. But the one thing I did like from this game, you can look at and I'm not a moral victory person at all. But, like, the team kept fighting. It didn't like they just quit or anything. You know, when they got up by 10 points, we could have easily just laid down and let them run away with the game. With Then um, Tommy Stevens made that big throw to, to Osiris Mitchell. So the fans, I'm like, 
what game are you watching? Like, I'm just like, we lost. Like, it's not the type of game where you're like, oh, man, we just got smashed. Or, look, our team just, like, didn't belong on the field. And then, you know, it's funny that a lot of fans are saying that. And, like, when no one's touching on this, I looked at the fans of the game. It was, like, a lot of fans that weren't there. So, you're not there to give your players the encouragement and the juice that they need to in a home game against a quality opponent. But then you got a nerd to complain about you know, them losing a, a key game against the team that was pretty good. That team came in top 10 in offense and defense in the nation. So they, they're not a bad team. And so with the game was pretty close. And truth be told, we have Tommy Stevens. We probably win the game by two touchdowns because the flow of the game would have just went different. Like we, he showed, with Tommy Stevens, we have that explosive ability. It opens up the field. Colin Hill couldn't get going early in the game. And I give him credit. He got going late um, because they were, they, they weren't respecting the zone read. I mean, they were just attacking the match point, as they were saying. They weren't even respecting Tommy Stevens pulling that ball, but they knew he wasn't going to do it. And then he didn't have the ball to push the ball down the field and make the throws, routine throws that he was making the first two games. So I think it really hurt our offense. The fact that we still must the points that we did is good. It's just the fact that, I mean, we lost. And I think the fans have to just understand that. I mean, we're acting like we're Alabama or something. I mean, we have to be realistic about who we are. Like, we're not Alabama. Like, in Alabama, those teams don't always act like that when they lose games. They just go out there and win, go get win the next one because some of those teams have lost games against teams. You're like, what? You know, they just make a speech like Tebow did. So <laughs> it's just our fans are just overreacting like, yo, we're not no 12-win team. We're historically, truth be told, Mr. State. Mr. State is a middle-of-the-road program. So a middle-of-the-road program lost to a good team from the Big 12. It happens. Like, we, we got to move on. Good team, 5-7 right. last year. New head coach. We come out last I, year. I, I, like, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're fair. a good team. Like, how are we going to do them by what happened last okay, year? Okay, but I team. wouldn't say that they're a good team. They beat two cupcakes. You know what I'm saying? So they beat us. So, so they're obviously better, than, obviously they're better than us. But I wouldn't say that, you know, oh, they're a good, good slash great team or whatever. So basically they had the same resume that we had with better credentials. With better credentials, okay. I'm saying they were top ten in two different – two different um, metrics on offense and defense, and we weren't that good in either one of those things. And we beat okay. two cupcakes. So I'm like, so what are you saying? They beat an FCS cupcake, and they beat Bowling Green. We're not Bowling Green. Yeah, but we beat Southern Miss and ULL. So, I mean, that's my point. I think and we're ULL acting like we lost some two don't walk or war watch running backs. Maybe a third one, the way that three-headed Cajun monster backfield is going. Now USM, mm, they may they may go to a bowl, but we our two games that we won were were against tougher competition than what Kansas State played. I, 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 I believe. What that. are we arguing though? We're arguing about what they did last season. There's a lot of teams that played poorly the previous year. They get a new coach. That's why you hire new coaches. And a new coach comes in and he gets them to be able to play well. So we're basically complaining like, so we we lost to a bad team from the Big Twelve. That's not we don't know that yet. What if they end up being 10 and 2 at the end of the season? We're saying that. But at the end of the day, too, as I said, we lost our game with our starting quarterback being hurt. A college football team, not an NFL, even an NFL team, a college football team lost the game with their starting quarterback hurt. But we're complaining. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> as much as I like to let y'all talk about that, uh, we, gotta, we got one last thing to kind of chat about, which is how bad had these suspensions screwed us around? Because they couldn't get somebody who was competent to do their cheating for them. And I'm going to start this one <laughs> off with Derek because I know he's the most passionate about this topic. 
what? They should have been getting nobody to do their damn cheating for them. They should have been doing their damn hard work themselves. They, they, came like normal football players, right? they came to Mississippi State to play football, not to play school. <laughs> you know what? All right, Jimmy Dutton. <laughs> Man, look, look, look. Yes, these suspensions are definitely hurting our team. They hurt our depth. They hurt our ability to, I guess, uh, move players around. Uh, but we have to have that next man up mentality. It happened. Uh, it's impacting us negatively. But we need whoever's playing to step up and play the best that you can play. Maybe that is the best they can play. And we just have to accept the fact that we're, we may not be as good as we thought we would be. Simple as that. Suspensions are no suspensions. I mean, we still have Aaron Thompson. We still have Cam Dessler. We still got Chauncey Rivers. You know, we still have Brian Cole. We still got Marquis Spencer. And we still are not dominant or handling business like I think we should be on defense. Still not. Fair enough. Uh, Jeremiah, actually, not Jeremiah. Let me go to Gabriel. What you thinking about the suspensions and effect that it didn't had on the team thus far? It's all adding up to, to the little bit of a dumpster fire we got going on right now. Uh, we got, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a dumpster fire. I put it like this. You know, at the end of the game, when we had, what, 30 seconds to try to run a play, try to do something, and Schrader ran a play, and then they didn't line up, and then they called a busted play, and then nobody knew what to do, and then the clock ran out, and people were standing around like, what just happened? I think that's kind of how our season is going right now. We got this guy suspended. This guy hurt. He might not be hurt. We don't know if he's hurt, how hurt, how long he's going to be out. Is this guy going to play this week? Is Willie Gay going to play? Is he not going to play? What game is he going to play? They only got – I mean, it's a bunch of – it's a little bit of a dumpster fire right now. It's too many bad things going on at the same time. And – like I said, we we swerving. We swerving right now. I'm inclined uh, to agree with that. We swerving, man. Okay, so, Jeremiah, you sounded like you disagree with it being, quote, a dumpster fire. So, give me your take on the season so far, as far as the suspensions is concerned, anyway. I mean, of course, like everyone said, I think it's hurt the depth of the team, for sure. I mean, you see where you got a guy like a Quinston Sharp, who has had to play pretty much. Well, I don't know if it's hurt him as much. But like for Travis Johnson being out, and then you're looking at Lee Archery having the baby, having to kind of, oh, he only can play certain games. That's at least one reliable guy you know at least can play a little bit at D-tackle with some experience. You can't really trust anybody else. And you look at a Willie Gay not being there, of course, as I mentioned earlier. I think he's a guy, for one, like you build your defense around a, a, a Willie Gay or a Marcus Murphy. And the thing about it, it speaks to something we kept talking about special teams, and I think Derek mentioned about the Tim's guy being on special teams. That guy isn't on special teams. We have our suspended player because there's other guys that are suspended that, you know, aren't, aren't classified on a two deep, like Jalen Reed and these other guys, these corners and these other guys that you hear mentioned. You see that. And here's another piece of it. Jalen Maiden would probably be playing ahead of Gary Schrader. Jalen Maiden can throw that football. If Jalen Maiden is not suspended, we probably win that football game. Because I do think Jalen Maiden would be ahead of Gary Schrader, and he would have been the guy going into that game. So, and that's where I think little things like that, it shows up. That much I, I do feel like I know me and Derek went back and forth because uh, a lot of people do feel like Gary Schrader's the next guy. 
But like after watching just just studying Garrett Schrader the last two games, I, I just don't believe that. I believe he's a, more than a year away. I think he'll be ready if he redshirted this year and then you know played a little bit next year. He'll probably be ready by his redshirt sophomore year. I, I personally just what I've seen uh, of a Jalen Maiden, his ability level and his ability to throw the football, and you've seen the videos of him being extremely accurate. He's not as big as the other guys, but. I think it has severely hurt the team. And, I mean, you you got to kind of wonder about our overall depth when guys get hurt. You know, it, it, I think it just it tremendously affected the team. I was hoping that we kind of can push past it because some of the guys weren't all premier players, but you can see where it's truly affecting the team as far as, like, schematics and some of them are playmakers, um, things, little things like special teams, Jalen Maiden being able to play a bunch of Jason being another big receiver. Uh being able to come in there and make some plays, it's affected the team because you don't have all of your players. You just don't have all – at a Mississippi State, you can't get away with not having five or six of your best players. Some of them guys are highly rated. Devontae Jason was four-star. Travis Johnson, Dollar Bill was four-star. Willie Gay was four-star. Marks Murphy was four-star. We don't have just a slew of four-stars like Alabama five-star guys. So you can't just be walking around losing four- and five-star players and think you're just going to be able to make up for it. We can't do that. So it's showing that – the I guess the hope is, you know, we beat a Kentucky and we had those guys for A&M and LSU and Auburn. Um, but the thing is, those guys going to have to get reincorporated into the lineup. Then, you know, I guess it would be okay to pull them out against bad teams. But, you know, they're going to have to get reincorporated into the lineup even then. So it's kind of just – I think it's just been a major eyesore on the season, honestly, like having those guys suspended because it hurts special teams a little bit because you don't have your best players out there. Um, you had to put guys out there that probably shouldn't be out there. Because um, some of those guys that are in more prominent roles probably just on special teams. So I think it really is showing up. And I think, like, you know, and like I said, I wish they either got somebody more confident or chose an easier, uh, easier major or something. Cause it, it really is hurting the team. But at the end of the day, we, we might complain about that. But truth over, those guys probably shouldn't have been kicked off the team anyway. So that's the thing. We should be glad we just have them available eventually. Right. So, um, <clears throat> okay, so I guess that ends the reaction show for the Kansas State game, a.k.a. the series of misfortunate events. And I'm going to end this episode like I do every episode by getting the guys passing little last thoughts. So, uh, Derek, what's the last thing that you got to say before we head on out? Coach Moorhead needs to coach up Schrader to not run the ball when you don't have timeouts. When it's on the 30 seconds left. Okay. You it twice in a row. Fair enough. Fair That's enough. Fair thought. enough. All right. Jeremiah, what's your last thoughts for the, uh, for the Kansas State game? To the fans, chill out. Shut up. Wait till the next game. We'll be all right. We lost. I'm out. Hell State. Okay. Gabriel, same thing for you. What's your last thoughts before we head on out? Well, my last thoughts, I need to amend what I said earlier. I said we got a bit of a dumpster fire. I really meant to say we got a bit of a cluster F. Now, it's, it's not really a dumpster fire. More of a cluster F going on right now. You know what the F stands for. So we need to get some stability, man. We need to stop swerving, figure out where we're going this year. And, uh, you know, because if not, we're looking at a six-loss season easy. So... Hell State, let's get this thing. Let's get this thing headed in the right direction. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we head out, I want to go ahead and encourage everybody to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash um, blk 
Dogs Podcast. Black Dogs Podcast without the without the AC. Okay, B L K Dogs Podcast. And it's also the same thing for Instagram, Twitter, and I think I think that's about it. Yeah, B L K Dogs with a D A W G S podcast. All right. I think I said it enough times for you to be able to get it if you want it. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that's it for this Kansas State game. As I always say, praise the Lord and go dogs. And um, all right, we finna head out. K okay, bye.